Welcome to Chronosphere Fiction. Hey, are you missing new episodes of Generation Z and Gafgarn of Outlaws and Lawmen? Perhaps Corporate Punishment? Well, send some incentive to our writers. How about go to your Venmo and send a contribution to at Fishbonius at Fish, B-O-N-I-U-S. Okay, we got that out of the way. This is your pilot, Daniel French. And in today's journey through the spectral streams, I want to introduce you all to a new Chronosphere fiction writer. Patricia Keeler brings us a warm and wonderful story called A Pony for Sean. Get cozy and let's give it a listen. My name is Sean Keenan, and if my life is rewarding and happy now, it wasn't always so. The year that changed my life was 1997. I was 16 years old. Then as now, I lived in Dublin. Back then, I lived in an area of Dublin known as Clondalkin. I didn't realize at the beginning of 1997 what amazing changes that year would bring to my life and the lives of those who surrounded me. I see your school report was useless as usual, Sean. Are you going to eat that toast, Sean? Here, have some cereal instead. Mary had an excellent report this year. Her teachers say she's university material. Mary's never given me much to worry about, unlike her brothers. I don't know what Brendan is up to these days. We've lost him to that bunch of hooligans he hangs around with. He'll end up behind bars, mark my words. And this younger one, Sean here, he's going the same way as his layabout brother. I think you underestimate Sean, Dad. Maybe. I don't have great hopes for him, though. Why are you always putting me down? You're the loser, Dad, not me. One day I'll show you. Can I come in, Sean? I suppose so. You shouldn't pay attention to the old man. He's an old fool. I mean, just look at him. He's done absolutely nothing with his life, and he thinks he can tell us how to live ours? Do you want to come out with me and my mates this evening? Thanks, but I've already got something planned. Girl, is it? Uh, no, 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 nothing like that. I've, I've just got something planned, that's all. <laughs> Don't do anything I wouldn't do. <laughs> that should give me plenty of scope. I'll see you later then. Sean has been very secretive lately. You don't suppose he's in some sort of trouble, do you, Tom? Maybe. I don't have great hopes for him, though. Mary's got a good head on her shoulders. You know, Anne... I used to have high hopes for Brendan when he was very young. He was so bright, just like Mary. But somehow, 
He just lost interest in school and books and studying, and I don't know what he's interested in. He's become a stranger to me, a stranger who doesn't even like me, and Sean's going the same way. No, you're wrong about Sean. Sean just wants you to pay more attention to him. I know. I do try with Sean. I really do. But I can never seem to say the right thing with him. It never used to be like that. A year or so ago, he just seemed to have stopped talking to me. Does he talk to you at all, Anne? Not much. I know he's not keen on school and he doesn't have that many friends, but that's all. You're right. Maybe I need to spend more time with Sean. So how's your love life, Sean? What? I I told you yesterday, I don't have a girlfriend. It's not a girl, then. What's not a girl? The person or thing that's made you disappear off somewhere these last few evenings? If I tell you, do you promise you won't tell Mom and Dad? Your secret's safe with me. I wouldn't dream of telling the old man anything. I've been going to... I've been going to Cory Vale Pony Club. Why? No, don't tell me. You've brought a horse. Oh my God, you have, haven't you? You've bought a horse. I, I don't want to tell Mom and Dad. I, I, I don't think they let me keep them. You're probably right there. Where'd you get the money from to buy them? I used the birthday and Christmas money Granddad gave me. Can I see them? Would you really like to? Of course, I'd really like to. All right, then. He's in the park. I can take it there now if you want. Okay, lead the way. He's beautiful. He really is. What's his name? Midnight. Do you know how to ride him? Not very well yet. You won't tell Mam and Dad about him, will you? Look, I said I wouldn't, didn't I? I'm on your side, Sean. I promised I wouldn't tell them, and I won't. Mam! Dad! Anybody! There's no need to shout the house down, Sean. There's no one else in except me. Dad's gone to the pub, Mam's gone to visit Gran and Grandad, and God only knows where Brendan is. Mam was a bit worried about you. You missed your tea. Was Dad angry with me? No, not really. Though he did complain about you not doing your homework and not working hard enough at school. Dad thinks we should all be bookworms like you. He doesn't understand that some of us would rather be doing something else and not sit in a stuffy classroom all day. He's just worried about your future, about what you're going to do when you leave school. I don't think he's worried about me. I think he's disappointed that I'm not brainy like you, his beloved daughter. Why are you talking to me like that? I've never said an unkind word to you. I've always stood up for you. Shut up! I'm sick of hearing how well you always bloody do at school. It's always marry this, marry that. Look, just go away. The only person around here who doesn't treat me like the village idiot is Brendan. Sean. Is that black pony yours? Yes, his name's Midnight. Is the bay-colored pony yours? Yes, he's called Dune. 
I must say, I think a pony is real beauty. Thanks. I haven't seen you around here before. You must have brought your horse quite recently. Well, I haven't had him all that long, about a month and a half. I'm Mike Shaughnessy, by the way. I'm Sean. Sean Keenan. Well then, Sean, what do you say to a race? Yeah, okay. Just uh, give me a moment to get on midnight. Are you ready now? Yeah. On your marks. Get set. Go! <laughs> That was a great race. How long did you say you've been riding? i never ridden before owning Midnight. That's amazing. You're a born horseman. I'm telling you, not many people can ride like that after only one month. I should know. I've been riding since I was about five years old. I can spot a good horse and a good rider when I see one. I've got to go now, Mike, otherwise my mam will blow a fuse if I'm late for my tea. Will you be here tomorrow? Well, I always come down to the park early in the morning before school, and usually after school as well, so you're bound to bump into me sometime. See you then. Okay, see ya. Something's happened. What's happened, ma'am? Where are they taking Brendan away? <laughs> They've arrested Brendan. What for? He, he stole a car and they found that he was in possession of heroin. Sean, what, what are we going to do, Sean? How am I going to tell your father this? It's okay, ma'am. Mary and I will help you. Your father is just going to be so upset. This is what he always thought would happen to Brendan, and now it has. Oh, what am I going to say to him? Come on, ma'am. Let's, let's go indoors. Make a nice, strong cup of tea. And then we'll wait for Mary and Dad to come home. I always knew this was how Brendan would end up. It's bad enough he was arrested for stealing. But to be found with heroin on him, he's brought shame to this family. I shall never be able to hold my head up in this community again. Is that all you're worried about, Dad? How you're going to hold your head up around town? Brendan's going to end up in prison. He could die from a drugs overdose, and you're worried about your reputation as a pillar of the community? You ungrateful cow! Your ma'am and I have always tried to do our best for you three kids. 
And what do we get in return for all our hard work? Brendan bans himself in prison. You answer back and question our every decision. And Sean seems hell-bent on failing all of his exams and spending the rest of his life on the dole. You leave Sean out of it. Mary, don't talk to your father like that. And anyway, that's enough. Brendan is facing a long prison sentence and all any of you can do is bicker. Sean! Sean! Is that you on that horse? Mary! What are you doing here? I was just walking in the park. I thought I recognized you in the distance. But I didn't think it was you because you were on the horse. I didn't even know you could ride. So I surprised you then? <laughs> yes. What's really surprised me is just how well you can ride. Have you been taking lessons? And whose horse is it anyway? I haven't been taking lessons. The, the pony is mine and I, I come here every day before and after school to ride him and take care of him. The horse is yours. And you've been coming here every day to ride him and look after him. So that's what you've been keeping a secret from Mum and Dad. Please don't tell them. Promise you won't. I won't if you don't want me to. But I think it's only a matter of time anyway before they do find out. You can't keep something as big as a horse a secret forever, Shan. If I keep your secret, Shan, can you keep one of mine? Mary, I'm not a little kid, you know. I can keep things to myself if I want. I've just been offered a place at drama school. Well, that's great. You think Mom and Dad will be pleased? Well, I'm not sure about Mam, but I don't think Dad will be. Drama school doesn't constitute academic success in his eyes. He wants me to go on to university to become a lawyer or a doctor or something like that. So you're not going to tell them about the offer? Oh, I will eventually, when I think the right moment has come. says here that the new regulations regarding horse ownership are due to come into force this October. It says that horse owners will be expected to pay a registration fee and that every horse will be electronically tagged with an identifying microchip in its ear. Horse owners will have to prove that they can provide proper stables that satisfy a veterinary inspector. Apparently Dublin Corporation thinks that Clondalkin has got a bit like the Wild West with too much horses roaming around loose. But how can I provide a proper stable for midnight? I don't know, Sean. Maybe something will turn up. And if it doesn't, then I could lose my horse. Sean! Come over here! I'd like you to meet a friend of mine. <laughs> I am extremely impressed with your riding. Sean! Sean, you'd better get home. Dad's on the warpath about homework again. I'm sorry. I'll have to talk to you some other time, Mr. Donahue. I've got to get back home. I look forward to that. Bye, Sean. Yeah, I'll see you later, Mike.
your father and I have just been talking to Brendan's solicitor. He seems to think that Brendan will receive a fairly light sentence because he's a first-time offender. I suppose that's good news of a sort, ma'am. I don't feel like it's good news, Mary. I feel like it's more than I can bear to see my own son end up in prison. If you ask me, a spell in prison might do Brendan good. It might make him come to his senses. How can you say that, Dad? Going to prison may be a blow he'll never recover from. That's as may be. But Brendan made his own bed. Now, he can lie on it. I don't understand you, Dad. I really don't. This is your son we're talking about here. Not some stranger. Mr. Brophy, if I don't find some stables soon for my pony, the authorities will have him destroyed. Don't you think I would really like to help you if I could, Sean? I can't tell you how many youngsters like yourself have asked me the same question in the last few weeks or so. But the problem is that Quarryville doesn't have stables. We can only give you advice about how to look after your horses, nothing else. I would honestly love to help out all you kids with horses, but we just don't have the capability to do it. I really wish I could tell you something different. I'm sorry, Sean. That's okay, Mr. Brophy. Maybe something will turn up. I've been shouting at you for about the last five minutes, but I think you must have been miles away because you just didn't hear me. Have you found any stables for your pony, Mike? <sighs> no, nothing yet. If I don't find something soon, he'll be destroyed. What about you, Sean? Uh, same here. I asked up at Quarryville if they could help, but they don't have any stables. Yeah, I asked there too. But what about that friend of yours, the, uh, the, the horse trainer? Brian Donahue? Well, he's not exactly a friend. More of an acquaintance, really. I tried to phone him the other day. Apparently he's in England at the moment, and they don't know when he's coming back. He could be gone for months. <sighs> I don't know how we can stop them destroying our horses. I don't think we can. It's not fair, it really isn't. A letter arrived from you this morning, from Dublin University. Congratulations, you've been offered a place, Mary. You opened my letter? You opened my letter without permission and read it? How could you, Dad? You have no respect for my privacy at all, have you, Dad? Your father doesn't normally open your mail. It's just that he saw it was from the university. He was excited for you. He had no right to open my mail. Anyway, I'm not taking up the offer. You're not going to take up the offer of a place at university? No, I'm going to drama school instead. You're turning down a place at university to go to some stupid drama school. You're throwing away your future, girl. How do you know that I'm not good at it? Why do you always crush everybody's dream, Dad? Listen, Mary, dreams are all well and good. But do you know how many unemployed actors there are? Some of them may be as good as Robert De Niro. But they never get a chance. They never get that lucky break. I don't want that for you. 
I knew you wouldn't understand. Ma'am. Ma'am, what's wrong? Why are you crying? Brendan, Brendan was sentenced today. It's, it's Christmas soon and Brendan's in prison. Ma'am and Dad and me were at court. Brendan was found guilty and sentenced. The judge was actually quite lenient, but I think the truth has just dawned on Ma'am. Brendan is going to prison. I don't think any of this seemed quite real to her until today. Suddenly, Mum has to face the fact that her son is in jail. How's Dad taking it? He didn't say much when we left the cart, but I've never seen him look so beaten, so heartbroken. It's as if the light has gone out of his eyes. Where is he now? He's gone to the pub to drown his sorrows, I suppose. Sean! Sean! Promise me you won't do what Brendan has done. Promise me you won't end up in prison. You have to make something of your life. You mustn't end up like Brendan. I promise, Mum. I'll try to make you proud of me. It looks like this is it, Sean. The people from Dublin Corporation have got their own way. They'll be coming next week to destroy the horses. And there's nothing that we can do. We're just gonna have to sit back and watch them destroy our animals. We can't stop them from destroying Midnight and Dune. But we can make one last stand. We can show them how we feel. We can show them that we're tired of being pushed around and of no one listening to us. How? We can go on protest. March through Dublin city centre this week. Just you and me? Don't be daft, Sean. There'll be hundreds of us riding through town on our horses. It'll be good because it's Christmas week. And most of Dublin will be doing their Christmas shopping. What if my mom and dad see me? They, they don't even know I've got a pony. So what if they do see you? You're going to lose midnight next week anyway. We've lost the battle to keep our horses. But at least we can show them that we're not going to accept their decision like meek little lambs. We will show them how we feel. We will make our voices heard. Okay. You're on. I'll do it. Uncle Liam! Tom told me about your brother Brendan being in prison. Your dad seemed pretty down about it, so I thought I'd come see him. I thought he might need a bit of moral support at a time like this. Especially as it's Christmas. Can't be much fun having Brendan in jail at this time of year. Well, Sean, aren't you going to invite me in? Yeah, of course. I I'm sorry, come on in. Where is everybody? I don't know where Mary is. Mom and Dad are out doing a spot of Christmas shopping. They should be back quite soon, though, because the whole family is going to visit Brendan today. Will you wait here with me until Tom and Anne get back? Yeah, okay. Your ma'am and dad aren't back yet. They've been gone hours. At this rate, they won't get to the prison on time. I'm sorry, Uncle Liam, I can't wait any longer for them to come back. I thought you were coming with us, Sean. 
No, I'm sorry. I've got something really important to do. What could be more important than your own brother? Someone should teach you a lesson to about family loyalty. This is something I've got to do, Uncle Liam. I must go now or it'll be too late. Come on, whatever it is. Can't be that important. At least stay until your parents get back. No, I must go now, please. Very well, go. Your father won't be pleased when I tell him what just happened. Honestly, Mike, I almost didn't make it today. My Uncle Liam showed up all of a sudden and wanted me to stay and keep him company until my parents got home. He said he couldn't believe I wasn't going to visit Brendan in jail. Dad would be so angry with me when he gets home. You see, I was planning to just sneak out without anyone noticing, but now Uncle Liam will tell Dad that I deliberately didn't want to visit Brendan. Well, you're here now. Think about facing the music later. Hey, hey look, that, there's my sister, Mary. Go over and have a quick word with her. Go on. Sean, you look fantastic. You look sort of heroic and brave. Are Mam and Dad with you? No, they've already gone home. Now go on, you'd better go back and join your friends. Oh, I think people will remember this march for a long, long time. I hope Brendan forgives me for not visiting him today. Of course he will when he finds out what you've been up to. He'll forgive you because he knows how much that pony means to you. That's why we're all going on this march. Our horses mean something to us. We're doing it for them. We're taking a stand for them. Are you sure that Mom and Dad didn't see me today on the march? I told you they'd already gone home when you arrived. I still don't want them to know about my pony, Midnight. Well, the chances of you being able to keep it a secret for much longer are quite slim. I mean, Mom and Dad might not have seen you today, but I'm sure someone they know must have seen you, and they're sure to tell Mom and Dad about it. Did you go visit Brendan too? Yes, I did, but I left early. Hello, Mary! Be a darling and make us all a cup of tea. Sean said he had something urgent to do. That's why he couldn't come with us. I was doing something really important. Your dad and I are really disappointed in you, Sean. And who are you to tell me off? You're my uncle, who I haven't seen for years, and now you think you can march in here and tell me what to do? Just leave me alone, the lot of you. Men from Dublin Corporation will be coming any day now to destroy our horses. I know. It's breaking my heart. I wish I could do something about it. There isn't anything we can do, is there? No, there isn't. We will still be friends after Dune and Midnight have gone, won't we? Of course we will. You know, before I bought Midnight, my life was a mess. 
I felt like I was useless at, at everything. And then midnight came along and suddenly I felt as if I was good at something. I didn't have any friends before either because, well, probably because I was such a loser. We'll still be mates after our horses have gone. I'm not going to abandon my friends. Have you still got that horse of yours, Sean? Yes, but not for that much longer. I know. I heard what Dublin Corporation was planning to do. I'm sorry, Sean. Thanks. No, I really mean it. That pony was good for you. I wish I'd had something like that when I was about your age. Then maybe I wouldn't have turned to breaking into cars. Why did you start doing stuff like that, Brendan? It was partly to relieve the boredom, and partly because I couldn't see much of a future around here for me. I mean, nearly everyone I know is unemployed. I thought maybe it did some of it to upset Dad. <laughs> that was part of it. The old man can be so self-righteous. Uh, I think Dad used to think that you had it in you to be quite brainy. I was quite good at school when I was younger, but then I stopped trying. Why? Partly because Dad kept pushing me all the time. He was never satisfied with what I did. And partly because, well, none of my friends were into studying and that sort of thing. Dad thinks I'm thick. Well, you're not. Dad doesn't understand you, just like he's never understood me. You can prove him wrong, Sean. I'll try, Brendan. I really will. There's just one more thing before you go. What's that? Try to enjoy Christmas. I'll try, but I don't think it's going to be much use. I'm too worried about midnight to enjoy anything. Take care, Sean. You too, Brendan. Would you like a cup of tea, Shan? You look exhausted. Yes, thanks. I went to visit Brendan in prison today and I think I found the whole thing a bit depressing. It drains you emotionally, doesn't it? It's not just that. It's, it's seeing Brendan caged up. He's changed since he's been there. In what way do you think he's changed? He's grown up. He seems a lot older. Mary... Do you think there's hope for Brendan once he gets out of prison? I don't know, Sean. I'd like to think so. He can put the past behind him and start again, then maybe there is. There you go, Sean. A nice cup of tea. Thanks, Mary. So have you accepted the drama school offer of a place? Yes, I have. Well, that's great. Well, what about Dad? What did he say? He still didn't want me to accept it. He gave me a long lecture on how I would have been better off going to university. He doesn't realize that that was his dream, not mine. Did he try to stop you taking up the place? No, he doesn't like my decision, but he'll accept my decision. You always were Dad's favorite, you know. He's never been as despotic towards you as he is towards me and Brendan. Maybe Brendan going to prison will make Dad see the light? I doubt it. Is there any news about your pony? Yeah. He's going to be destroyed tomorrow. Oh my God, Sean! I'm really sorry. Oh, and here's me going on about the drama place while all the time you're feeling bad about your pony. Why didn't you mention something before? I didn't want to burden anyone else with my problems. I've got to kill him, Mary. I'm going to lose him. He's my horse. What will I have to live for once he's gone?
<laughs> I wish this didn't have to happen midnight. I'd give anything to be able to change it, but I can't. I, I just can't. <laughs> I just want to say, I will never forget you. Owning you has been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Before I bought you, I was miserable. You gave me something to live for. Something to care about. And now they're going to take you away from me. And my life will probably go back to being the mess it was before. Is that your horse, son? Yeah. Yes, he's mine. I've been sent up here to destroy him. I know. If it's any consolation, I can tell you that it's very quick. It will be over in seconds. It's probably best if you don't stay to watch, though. Best if you say your farewells now. I already have. I'll wait until you've walked over that hill and out of sight before I do it. Midnight's gone. Oh, Sean. I keep remembering every second I spent with that horse. He was my horse. I knew what he needed and what he was feeling. I took care of him really well. For the first time in my life, I have found something I could do well. I can remember what it felt like to ride him really fast across the park. Midnight seemed to understand what I was thinking. I was no longer a boy on a horse, but part of something bigger. Sometimes I'd forget I was me. I'd become part of the wind, part of the trees. And now all of that's been taken away from me. My life will go back to the way it was before I owned Midnight, but I don't want it to. I don't think it will, because deep down inside you've changed. You're not the same person anymore. Do you really think that? Yes, I do. You're not the same Sean I knew a year ago. There's a new courage and wisdom there. You'll be all right, Sean. Just you wait and see. What are you going to do now that you've lost your pony, Mike? I think I'm going to start studying hard at school. If I can't get some qualifications, I might be able to get myself a decent job. I don't want to end up on the scrap heap at 40 like my old man. What about you, Sean? I really don't know. I've never been all that brilliant at school. I want to do something I'm good at. And you don't know what that is yet? No, I don't. I don't really know what sort of a job I'd like either. My mom says I'm good with my hands, 
I've always been quite creative, I suppose, so maybe I'll go in that sort of a direction. I hope I find out what I'm good at soon. You know, some people take a lifetime to discover what they're good at. They'll find out at 50 that they would have made an excellent opera singer or something. Only then it's too late. Let's hope it's not too late for us. Hello, Mike. Have you seen the young man you introduced me to a few months ago? Oh, hello, Mr. Donahue. Do you mean Sean Keenan? Yeah, that was him. No, I haven't seen him for a few days. Why? I need to speak to him urgently. I've only got a day or two to spare, and then I have to go back to England. I'll tell Sean when I see him that you want to see him, and that it's very important. Thanks, Mike. What is wrong with you just lately, Sean? For the last couple of days, you've been sulking around the house looking miserable. Has something happened? No. Well, something's going on. Till a few days ago, you hardly spent any time at home. Suddenly, you're moping around, sitting in front of the TV doing nothing. I told you, ma'am, nothing's happened. Now, can you stop going on about it? Sean, why don't you tell me? That's it! I've had enough! I'm going out! Sean, what's up? You're looking cheesed off about something. It's my mother. She won't leave me alone. She keeps asking me why I'm sitting around all day watching TV. She doesn't know about your pony. I never told her. Maybe you should tell her now. I don't want to tell either of my parents. I don't think they'd understand. It's up to you, but I think I would if I were you. Well, you're not, okay? Do you remember me introducing you to Brian Donahue a few months ago? Yes. Well... He wants to meet with you really urgently. He says it's about something very important. You don't know what it's about? No, I don't. But he says that he must talk to you before he has to go back to England again in a few days' time. I suppose I've got nothing to lose. Tell him I'll meet him here in the park tomorrow at four o'clock by the main gates. Okay, I'll pass the message on. I heard about your pony, Sean, and I'm really sorry. As you know, I'm a horse trainer. I train thoroughbreds. I own stables outside of Dublin. If I'd known about those damned new horse ownership regulations that Dublin Corporation brought in, well, I could have done something to prevent both you and Mike from losing your ponies. But unfortunately, the whole thing happened while I was away in England. Well, actually, I think I may have heard something about it just before I left, but it didn't really register. And then when I returned home, I heard about you and Mike. Is that why you wanted to see me? No. I, I mean, I am sorry about what happened to your horse, but that's not really why I wanted to see you. What then? 
I told you when I last saw you that I thought you were the best natural horseman I'd ever seen. Well, I wasn't just saying that. I meant it, Sean. I'd like you to come work for me when you leave school. I'd like to train you as a jockey. I mean, I don't know what else you may have planned for your future, but I'm offering you a job with me if you want it. Mr. Donahue, I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I love horses, and I, I'd love to work with them. So, it's a deal then? Yes! I have to tell Mam and Dad, though. I'm going back to England for a week. I'll see you when I return to Ireland. Okay, see you then. Bye, Sean. And don't forget to tell your parents about the job offer. Mom! Dad! I've got some great news! Before you go telling me your great news... Mrs. Riley has informed me that you have been riding through Dublin city centre on that protest march just before Christmas. Whose horse was it? And what are you doing making an exhibition of yourself like that? He wasn't making an exhibition of himself, Dad. Honestly, if you could have seen him, you would have thought he looked magnificent. I'm not talking to you, girl. I'm talking to your brother. Now I'll ask you again, whose horse was it? It was his horse. I said I wasn't asking you, Mary. Now tell me, Sean, was that your horse? Yes. It was my horse, Dad. His name was Midnight, and they put him down just before Christmas. You had a horse? All these months, you had a horse, and you didn't tell us? And where, may I ask, did you get the money for this horse? It was Granddad's birthday and Christmas money from last year. I knew he had a horse. Shut up! I wasn't talking to you! No, you shut up. Sean got up at dawn every day to take care of that pony. The poor animal may not have had anywhere better than the park to live in, but Sean made sure he never wanted for anything. Nobody could have taken better care of him. And then after he'd finished feeding him and grooming him, Sean would go off to school and do what he had to do there. All Sean has ever wanted is for you to feel the same way about him as you do about me and Brendan. But somehow you've always disregarded Sean because he's not academic like us. Well, we are all sick of being made to live out your dreams for you. Because it's you who wanted me to go to university. You who was so disappointed in Brendan when he chose not to be a scholar. And you that can't see all the potential that Sean has. You mustn't talk to your father like that. That's where you're wrong, ma'am. Someone has to tell dad that he's the real reason Brendan's in prison. He's in prison because he couldn't live up to dad's expectations. Dad wants me to be a doctor or a lawyer, but that's not me. Why can't he see that? And he's always treated Sean like a failure. He's not a failure. It's dad who needs to understand, who needs to see. Ma'am, dad, I've been offered a job with Brian Donahue, the horse trainer. He thinks I might make a good jockey or something one of these days. He told me to tell you about it. I think he's going to come over to visit you and Mom to discuss the job after he comes back from England next week. I'm pleased for you, son. Mary's right. I have been a blind old fool. She's right. I wanted all of you to have the opportunity I never did. But I never got the chance to go to university. And that's what I wanted for you children. Something I never had. The chance to become somebody. I didn't realize that it was not what any of you wanted. I didn't realize you had your own dreams. And I couldn't live out my dreams through you. You've got to let us go our own way, Dad. You've got to let us make our own mistakes. I'm sorry, Mary. I just didn't understand. 
Do you think you could be proud of us all, even though we haven't fulfilled your ambitions for us? I'm proud of you all. I just couldn't say it before. That was six years ago. I'm still working as a jockey. I thoroughly enjoy my job. One day, when I'm too old for it, I'm going to train and own racehorses just like my boss Brian. Brendan has been out of jail for quite a few years now. He's a trained carpenter and engaged to be married. Mam and Dad love his fiancée. She's a lovely girl and just what Brendan needs. He's a real calming influence on my headstrong brother. My sister Mary lives in London now. I saw her on a television drama last month. She's been in several things. Whenever Dad sees her on television, his face just beams with pride. Mam and Dad have been to see me at the races too, and Dad loves telling everyone that he meets that I'm his son. Sometimes, when I think back on my life and how it has turned out, I think of Midnight. I know that without him, none of this would have happened. I still feel a little sad, of course, because he died. And despite all my best intentions, I couldn't save him. But I know that all of our lives would have turned out quite differently had I not bought that pony with my granddad's birthday and Christmas money back in 1997. A Pony for Sean was written by Patricia Keeler. Sean Keenan was voice acted by Spencer Frederick. Tom Keenan was Frank Guglielmelli. Anne and Mary Keenan were played by Caitlin Curtis. Brendan Keenan was voice acted by Warren Clark. Mike Shaughnessy was played by Mike Bethel. Liam Keenan was voice acted by Jarrett Stallings. Brian Donahue was voice acted by Joe Stofko. John Brophy and the man from the corporation were voice acted by Daniel French. Production, mixing, editing, sound design, and music are by Daniel French of Fishbonius Sound Design. Well, thank you once again for listening to Chronosphere Fiction. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, keep your cosmos clean.